No, so let's talk about Sphere Simer a little bit. Sphere Simer a little bit. So we know that the, um, the month, the month that that is Kula Sphere Simer is the month of Iyar, right? It's the month of Iyar that we're in. Now we know that there's, um, it's well known from the Svarmak that there's a special school with the month of Iyar, the Kaich of Rafua. It's a month that's Mesogel for Rafua. So it's well known that the words, the, the, even the word Iyar, Aleph, Yud, Yud, Reish, is Ani Hashem Reifecha. Okay, so the question number one is, what exactly is this coming from? Why is Iyar Mesugal for Rafua? And clearly it has to be somewhat connected to Sphere Saimer. That's what the month of year is Kuli Sphere Saimer. So that's question number one. Okay. Question number two. We know that when it comes to Sphere Saimer, the, uh, the minig is, uh, is not the shave, right? That's the minig, not the shave, not to take haircuts, and so on. Why? So I, I mentioned this, uh, maybe Shal Shudas, especially that there's two, really two sides to that Isser of Yuluach and Tasparis, of not shaving and so on. Mitzad Nigla, in Halacha, the, the revealed reason is, as we know, that Tamid Rabbi Kiva died during the Tukufa of Sir Saimer. So there's Avelis, there's Anhagi Avelis, uh, the Halachas of mourning that, uh, that we apply to ourselves, that we were naig, uh, to commemorate their death. So we don't shave, we don't take haircuts. That's Mitzad Nigla. Now, Pnimi Satar, however, um, there's a teaching from the Rashash, Rashon Shirabi, he quotes this, and from that result, that the, the Rashash said that the reason why we don't take haircuts in Pneumius is not because of Avelos, rather it's because during this Tkufa of Sirius Aymer, the entire Sir, not even past Lagmaymer, there's a Ha'ara, there's a tremendous energy of the Yudgil Mitzrachman. Yudgil Mitzrachman. And <clears throat> maybe we'll talk about this, but uh, we know that the Yudgil Mitzrachman is connected to uh, the beard in particular, but hair in general, Payas and the beard. The Yud Gimel Tukune Dikna, the 13 passageways of the beard in the Zar Kaddish, is connected with the 13 Midas Rachman. There's 13 places on the face that are connected to each Mida. And so, since right now during this Kufa, there's a Ha'ar, there's an emanation of the Yud Gimel Tukune and so Mimela, we don't touch hair during this time. During this time. That's what, the, uh, that's what the, the Rashash wrote. So, now the question we have to deal with is okay, so in Nigla, it's because of Avelos, in Pneumis, it's because of the Yud Gimel Tukune. How, how do those two things come together? So you could just, you know, you could uh, split your brain in half and just think Nigla one way and Nister the other way. We don't like doing that over here, so let's try to bring them together. The truth is also, uh, I think I mentioned this as well, I mean, it's, it's, a lot of this is going to be based on what we talked about on Shal Shudas, but, um, you know, more in depth and more expanded, that the word Aymer itself is also remis in the Kavanas we find this, that the word Aymer, Ayin Mem Resh, Chaser Vav, missing the Vav, uh, Ayin Mem Resh is Begimachia, the word Kel, times 10. 10 is always a number of completion. Kale is the first meat of the Yudgim Sarachim. So right, you see that Oimer, the Tukufa of Sirius Oimer, is shining with that Kaich of a full set, of the full, full uh, parts of the full uh, stature of the Yudgim Sarachim. Okay, so this is the question. How does Avelos, our mourning over the Tamid Rabbi Kiva, as is expressed in not shaving and not taking a haircut, how does that mesh with the fact that we're also not shaving and not taking a haircut because of the Yudgim Sarachim? Okay, and also, why is there a ha'arav yimusrachim during sphere? Like, why was that? Best? Okay, uh, another question. Again, I mentioned that uh, during this time, the Tamid Rabbi Kiva died, right? And then, so therefore, there's Avelos, again, like I said, sh- ha- sh- uh, haircuts and shaving, and there's also now listening to music, chasanas, and so on. But yet, after Lag Baimer, Lag Baimer is a day of Simcha, and after that, the Avelos is done. Again, according to Rashash, there's still a need of not taking haircuts and shaving, unrelated to the Avelos, but, but Lag Baimer, there's a Simcha. Now, why is the Avelos over by Lag Baimer? Why is, Sim, why is Lag Baimer a, a, a Simcha take a day? So really, in the Achorinim, it's brought down three reasons, okay? Number one, Tanir Rebbe stopped dying, okay? 
Number two, that was also the day, we know that was the day that Rabbi Akiva gave smicha to, the Gemara says in Yuvamis, all of his students died, 24,000 died, and then after that Rabbi Akiva got up, went to the south of Eretz Yisrael, and started teaching again five students. And one of them is being is, is Rabbi Shimon. And that, the day of Lag Bomer was the day that he gave smicha to those five students. It's another day of sim, another reason for simcha. And finally, it's the Hilul, it's the yard set of Rishim Bayechai. Okay. According, yeah, yeah, it's uh, the whole time. There was including, including that, according to Rashash, there there are different messiahs uh, even amongst the Mikubalim, but according to Rashash, it's mamish all the way till every Arab Shavuos. Arab Shavuos, yeah, after uh, after midday, after Chatzais. That's the, the Rashash was mocked about that, but that's huh? Chasna, yeah, it's not it's not an avelus thing. It's really right. It's not an avelus thing. Right. It's just because of the the hair. Um, so the question is like this: Those three nakudas, the Talmud Rabbi Kiva stopped dying, the smicha for the next for the, the five students, and the yard setter of Shimbai Chai, what do they have to do with each other? What's the connection between all of them? The truth is, you know, the, the first reason is especially difficult: the Talmud Rabbi Kiva stopped dying. That's the reason. To, that's the reason to have simcha. They stopped dying because there was none left to die. They all they all died. <laughs> it's not, that's not called. That's not a, a reason to be besimcha. Besimcha would be if if there were survivors. If there was a sheres aplaita, there was nothing. So what type of simcha is that? And Bechlal, what does that have to do with the smicha for the next five, the yurts of Rav Shimon? How do they come together? Okay, final question, and then we'll, uh, and then we'll begin to understand it a little bit, hopefully. Um, I mentioned this also on Shabbos, that it's, uh, the, the minig, obviously, for going back ways, was that on Lag Baimer, you would go to Meiron to be besimcha with Rav Shimon. That's, uh, that was the old minig. But there was, a, 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 there was also a minig that for those that were in Yerushalayim or the surrounding areas that had a hard time getting to Meiron, so there was a backup plan. The backup plan that you would go and uh, forbring by the kever of Shimon HaTzadik. Shimon HaTzadik. Who was Shimon HaTzadik? So it's interesting. What we know from Shimon HaTzadik, he was, he was one of the, he was the greatest Kohen Gadol during the Tukuf of the second base on Migdash. He was Kohen Gadol for 40 years. The Gemara says uh, during, his, during his reign, during his leadership, the Nair Maravi was always lit. Um, you know, the red string of Yom Kippur always turned white. Uh, reminiscent of the first base of Megdash. So he was certainly a great tzaddik. He's, he, the truth is, in all, throughout all of Chazal, he's really the only one that's called, that's called by the name tzaddik. I mean, we thought Yosef had tzaddik. Yeah, that's from Tanakh. But in terms of Chazal, Shimon had tzaddik. He's really, he's the one that has that name. So, Halaydavar, the truth is, the truth is, this Indian of Shimon had tzaddik being sort of um, you know, if you can't go to Rishim Baruchai, you go to Shimon Atzadik. There is a connection, Taka, between Rishim Baruchai and Shimon Atzadik. Uh, first of all, Rishim Baruchai was not a Kayan, uh, for certainly he wasn't a Kayan Gadol. But there's a lot of Ramazim, there's a lot of connections that we find between Rishim Baruchai and Kuhuna Gedayla. I mean, for example, in the Negan of, of Baruchai. Right, named Ashrecha. We describe Shimon as if he was anointed with the Shemin Amishcha. To uh, you know, um, uh, there's, there's other lines in that in that pismin, in that nigan that connect Roshim Reichai with Urbatumim with the Kaich of Kuhuna Gedayla. So, uh, first of all, yeah, that also needs explanation. Why is Roshimin connected with Kuhuna Gedayla? But you also see this. If you can't go to Roshimin, then you go to the next great Kain Gadol Shimon Atzadik. Right, so, what what is the ending of that? How do we understand the the relationship over there? And there's there's uh, another, we'll, we'll get to this soon, but when we think of Shimon Tzadik, there is one story in the Gemara that, uh, that we know of Shimon Tzadik. The Gemara says that Shimon Tzadik was specifically sensitive to, uh, to, karbon, uh, to, to uh, Karbonis that, that Nazir brought that became Tameh. 
Again, a little background. I mean, the halacha is a nazir again. Says uh, I'm going to be a nazir for three months, right? So he's not allowed to drink wine, become tummy to a to a dead body, uh, you know, to cut his hair and so on. The halacha is if he becomes tummy, then what? Yom Rishonim Yiplu. The first days, you know, they, they fall off. They're, they're, they're you know they're they're waste. He has to recount. He has to start again. He has to bring certain kabbonis and restart and restart again. So the Gemara says that Shimon Tzadik was makbid that even when he was the Kayan, a Kayan Gadol, that brought those karbanas for a Nazar that became Tameh, he wouldn't partake of it, he wouldn't eat of it. Why? Because in the back of his mind, Shimon Tzadik was very sensitive to the possibility that a Nazar Tameh might be regretting the fact that he became a Nazar, because now look at me, I have to do it all over again, and all that you know, first month and a half, whatever it is, was Mamash a waste. So there was always that, that, that uh, concern that Shimon Tzadik had of maybe, maybe this Nazar regrets being a Nazar, I don't want to take of it. And the Gemara makes a point. There was one particular case, and Shunat Sadek said this, there was one Nazir that I, you know, that I was so confident in his commitment to Naziris that I was willing to, uh, to eat of his carbon when he became Tameh. The Gemara says a whole Maisa, that there was a certain person, that he was very handsome and, and so on, and uh, he saw his reflect. he was a shepherd, and he saw his reflection in the water, and as the Yitzhar started to, you know, to pick a fight with him. And he said, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you, he said to his Yitzhar, I'm going to become a Nazir and force myself to cut my hair eventually. And, uh, and then what happened, he became Tameh and so on, he had to redo it. But Shimon HaTzadik saw in him his commitment and his, his L'Shem Shemayim of becoming a Nazir was so strong, he certainly doesn't have any regrets. And Shimon HaTzadik said, oh, that was Mamash, the one Nazir that I was able to eat from. So here's the other question, when we think of Shimon HaTzadik, I mean, that's, that's one of the strong stories that comes out. And so the question is, what is this Indian of Shimon HaTzadik being so sensitive to a Nazir regretting to become a Nazir? Like, he's so sensitive to that Nakuda. Um, there's another story with Shimon HaTzadik that we know. Again, maybe we'll see if we have time to tie this all in. We'll see. But uh, the Gemara tells us that Shimon HaTzadik also uh, had a, a, sp- a special connection with uh, Alexander Muktam. Uh, Alexander the Great. The Gemara tells us that when Alexander was conquering uh, the known world and he came to Eretz Yisrael to conquer it, so everyone was petrified, Alexander the Great. So he came out and Shimon HaTzadik came out with his big day kahuna gedayla to come greet Alexander Mukhtar. And uh, once Alexander saw Shimon HaTzadik from a distance, he bowed down and he said, why? So he said, because every, whenever I go to battle, the dream I have the night before is this person, Shimon HaTzadik, he comes to me in a dream and he tells me if I'm going to be Matzlich, then I'm going to be Matzlich. And so clearly he's my, uh, you know, he's my, uh, the ace up my sleeve. So that, obviously that helped a lot. And Shimon HaTzadik even promised, Alexander, which is a Pella, that Shimon HaTzadik said that uh, if you don't take over Eretz Yisrael, you let us be. So, uh, you know, instead of building statues for you, which come and go, I will incorporate your name into the Jewish people. And to this day, the name Alexander is a Jewish name, all because of that story. So also we have to think of this. What is this Indian? What's this Indian of Shemina Tzadik and association with Alexander the Great? We'll see if we have time to, to talk about that. Okay. These are all the Shilas. Okay. So let me explain. <clears throat> the Gemara tells us, the, the Chazal say, Rashi brings it down in Chumash, and that the Pasuk says in the creation of the world by, in, in Parshish Breshis, <clears throat> that this is the book of creation, this is the story of creation. That this is, this is what happened when the Rabbani Shalom, Hashem Elokim, created heaven and earth. Hashem Elokim. The name Hashem Elokim means, so Chazal said the following thing. When the Rabbani Shalom first created the world, Ra, he, 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 the plan was to create the Bimidus Hadin. Bimidus Hadin. Ra Sheinah Miskayim. 
He saw that Midas Hadin would not be able to sustain the world. The world would not be able to, to handle that. So Shitafima Midas Rachman, who was Mashate, if he combined with Midas Hadin, Midas Chesed. And that combination of Din and Chesed, Din and Rachman, that's what the world is sustained with. That's the meaning of B'yayim HaSais Hashem Elokim Eretz V'Shemayim. Hashem Havai is Midas Chesed, and Elokim is Midas Hadin. B'yayim HaSais Hashem Elokim Eretz V'Shemayim. Okay, so now here's the club. There's a very important principle. This you cite that the foundation of the world is with a combination of Midas Hadin and Midas HaChesed together. That's not just, uh, you know, that's not just how the world was created back then. That's an ongoing klal, it's an ongoing principle that, that affects every single situation that we find ourselves in, both Befrat and Bechlal. The Rabbanu Shalom does not want to just give us handouts. The Rabbanu Shalom does not want to just give us Olam Haba on a silver platter. Pure chesed. For, for whatever reason, I mean, there's, there's well-known reasons for that. We wouldn't be able to, to feel connected to it so much if it was just given to us. If the Rabbanu Shalom is machped with us, with this hadin, that we only get exactly what we deserve, the world cannot be sustained in such a way. So, the, so our relationship with the Rabbanu Shalom is such that it's always with, with this shitaf, with this yichud of din and rachamim. That, that as long as we put in enough effort that the Rabbanu Shalom decides is enough, then the Rabbanu Shalom will give us way more than we actually deserve. That's the shitaf of midis chesed and rachamim. But the truth is, let me show you one specific example of where this uh, shitaf uh, takes place and how it takes place, specifically in the process of the Geula, of how Mashiach will come. This is something that uh, even over Pesach, I mentioned one of the days, uh, one of the we were talking about on Pesach, and that when it comes to Geula, when it comes to Mashiach, there's many, many uh, scary predictions, scary Gemara, scary Psukim, talking about, you know, Gagumagag and Inyanam like this. But this Klal, and, th- and those are all true. Those are all true. The, the, the gula taka, for the gula to happen and for the final gula to stick, that there shouldn't be any gulas following it, it has to be misadin, right? Because if, 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 if Mashiach comes just as an act of chesed, then you know how it is, okay. If, if, if we didn't deserve it, then the Rabbanu Shalom, and it's just a gift, okay, so sometimes uh, then the gift can be, can be taken back if, if, if the Rabbanu Shalom is not in the mood anymore. Therefore, the gula has to come to misadin. So, yet... This principle of the Rabbanu Shalom being Meshatef, Midas Hadin, with Midas Rachamim, that there's a combination of the two, and it must be the combination of the two. And therefore, all the dinim, all the judgments, and all the, the, the predestined requirements that the world and all of us befrat have to go through to experience Gula, they will be fulfilled, but in the way of Chesed, in the way of Rachamim. Uh, one, one, I mean, you, you already see this by Mitzrayim, for example. Uh, how long were you in Mitzrayim for? Mm-hmm. So the, the slavery itself was only 210 years, right? That we know. Yet the, the, the decree of Golas Mitzrayim was what? For 400 years. How's that work? So we read in the Haggadah, right? What does that mean? So you all know the word. It means that the Rabbana Shalom made Cheshbainas. I mean, Cheshbainas, the Golas was hard enough that 210, it was Kilo 400, or I'll start counting from Yitzchak of Venus' birth, it's 400 years. That's a shitof of Midas with Midas Right? The din is 400 years, that's the din. But there's a chesed in that in terms of how we'll manipulate, how we'll get to that number. And that's true for the gula rishayna, and that's true for the gula achrayna with Mashiach. That's b'chlal. But let me, let me share with you one particular example of this, and it's a very, um, it's an important example. 
There's the Arizal in the beginning of Shark of Onus. It's Mamash, uh, the first, uh, the first, maybe like the second piece in Shark of Onus. It's funny, Sharkavanis. It's it's like any other sefer from the Rizal. It's 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 written by Rechavi It's the Torah from the Rid. But this intro, this like Torah that's right in the beginning of Sharkavanis, um, is actually not from the Rizal. It's from the Ramak, Ramashe Kardavero. Why it's there right in the beginning of Sharkavanis? I don't know. But uh, you know, you could you could uh, guess uh, on your own. But the Torah is like this. The, Re- <laughs> the Ramak really. <laughs> the Ramak said the following idea. He said that. You know, there's such a thing that, there's such a phenomenon that you could have, like as an individual person, as an individual person, sometimes a person makes huge mistakes in life. You know, I'm talking about spiritually speaking, uh, huge mistakes in life, and uh, no, they have to go through a cleansing. There's such a mitzvah, right? It could be a cleansing in Olam Haza, it could be a cleansing in the next world. There's such a process of a tzirif, of a zikuch, that an individual in Shaman needs. Now, the Ramak goes on to say that just as that's true for an individual person, that neshamas uh, sometimes need to go through inyanim, that's true, b'chlal. But you could have an entire generation, right, that uh, things have deteriorated spiritually to such, to such a degree that the whole generation, al-pimidis hadin, need to be obliterated. Need to be obliterated. No, that's happened before. Uh, for the classic examples, you have the Dharamabal, right? The Dharamabal, everything deteriorated to such a degree there was, there was, there was, there was only one. There was, you know, mamish uh, one tzaddik, one family to to take out of the complete devastation that was that was uh, taking place over there spiritually. And there's such a mitzvah where the individual needs to be, you know, cut into pieces, and the klal needs to be uh, to be destroyed. There's such a there's, there's such an inyan. Now, whenever that takes place, whenever that happens, so in those classic examples, the Rebbe will listen, the Rebbe wants the world to be sustained. So he'll find a Nayach, you know, he'll find a Nayach. Or by the Haflaga, it's a similar situation. The generation, they weren't killed, they weren't destroyed like the Mabel, but society, in terms of, uh, in terms of what society looked like, society was destroyed. And when, when that took place, so again, Nayach was saved, so we'll start again with Nayach. And with the Haflaga, so all the Umas Oilam were sort of scattered and, there was a, and, they, and like, uh, they were rejected from being part of this Malchus of Hashem. And Avram Avinu, out of the ashes, rose Avram Avinu to uh, restart a, you know, sort of a, a civilization that would eventually uh, lead to the Malchus of the Rabbani Shalom. <clears throat> so the Ramak said, well, if that happened with the Darhamabu and that happened with the Haflaga, then conceptually, that that maybe could happen with Knesset Yisrael as well. Maybe what, what happens, just like by the Durham Mabel, everything did, on, on a claw, everything deteriorated Mamish to nothing, to the point of where every, every you know, uh, 99.9% of the Neshamas were completely lost, and all he had left was Noyach. So now that 1% of, of humanity is now uh, worthy of being saved, and we'll start again from him. Easy by the ego, right? There was such a there was a threat. There was a threat like that. So the Ramak says though that so the same thing could happen with with Knesset Israel. That's, that was what Moshe Rabbeinu was. Uh, oh, so so okay. So it says the Ramak like this. So here here's the Nakuda. The Ramak says that it's taka true with the Dharamabal and the Dharaflaga. There was such a mitzias of where the majority by the Mabal, for example, was much physical. And ninety nine percent of society were physically obliterated. And 1%, I mean, not even 1%, uh, Noach uh, and his family 
were the shares that played, did they survive? Then we'll start again from there. The Darflaga was similar in terms of spiritual, uh, spiritual destruction. In other words, um, the, the Ramchal explains this uh, at length in Derech Hashem, that the Darflaga was a major turning point in world history, spiritually speaking. Until the Darflaga, the doors were opened for every nation or any nation to become, quote-unquote, the Jewish people. And, and just as the Mabel meant that 99% of humanity was physically destroyed. The Haflaga meant that 99% of humanity were spiritually destroyed. And from that point on, there was a major shift that no longer is a door open for any nation to take that mantle of being Knesset Israel. Now it's just Avram Avinu's progeny, and that's it. And so the Mabel and Haflaga are scenarios where Yutake had this collective uh, you know, destruction, mamish, whether it be physical or spiritual, and all that's left is mamish uh, a yachid, uh, one survivor, physically with Noyach, spiritually with Avram Avinu. But says the Ramak, but once Klal Yisrael were chosen, then this Klal of the Rabbanu Shalom being meshatef, midas hachesed, with midas harachim kicks in. And what that means is, is that even when chas v'shalom, and it does happen, chas v'shalom, where a generation falls apart to the extent of where they're deserving to be completely obliterated, even spiritually speaking. And 99% of the neshamas should be just kicked out. And only 1% should survive and start over again with them, like Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, like the Ravanshim threatened with Moshe Rabbeinu. But Yom HaSais Hashem Elokim Eretz V'Shamayim means that the Ravanshim will be Meshatev Midasendim with Mitzrachim. What does that look like? So says the Ramak Echidish, what that looks like is the following, that even though it might be true that in order that for the tikkun of the generation, for the tikkun of Kal Yisrael, a, that, that particular generation has to go through terrible upheaval physically and spiritually, and, and it might look like 99% of the generation are destroyed. But said the Ramach that Sheres HaPleta, those remaining Yidin that survive, not only will they survive and they'll just continue on to, you know, to, uh, uh, to rebuild, but through them, all those old neshamas of the 99% that weren't able to, to handle the nesianus of life, and because of the mistakes that they made, they were destroyed, but those neshamas will find their tikkun through the she'er sa'plata, through those that remain behind, that, that, that survived. And, when, and you'll see, said the Ramak, that those yidin that survived the she'er sa'plata, they will find, they will have unbelievable hatzlacha, shalaykidarchatava, both in Gashmis and Ruchnis. Why? Because they are no longer just one or two people. They are the vehicle through which 99% of the neshamas are re-emerging in the world. So the, the Ramak actually gives an example of this. He says, by the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash. By the destruction of the second Beis HaMikdash, he, 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 he quotes this from historians. He said that, you know, it was, it was, it was mamish devastation. Mamish devastation. But he said, but those... Those uh, survivors that, rem- that were able to survive the destruction of the second Beis Hamikdash, they had an unbelievable siyat deshmayin hatslacha of pure viribi of uh, of having more children. Why? So on a simple level, that's because okay, uh, the Rebbeinu Shalom had rachmanus. We have to rebuild. But says Ramak, it's much deeper than that. Those children that they had, the rebuilding that they did, weren't just okay. Ninety nine percent of the neshamos were now lost, lo lenu, and there's one percent that remained behind. They just they're rebuilding themselves. No, no, no. Through that 1% that survives, those 99% of the neshamas that physically were just destroyed and killed, 
now are, spiritually speaking, sort of are reborn and are nizgalgal, are reincarnated through these surviving neshamas. And so what you have at the end is everything you always had. But now, but now the, the 99% that weren't able to handle the, 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 the challenges of life on their own, they are now, re, being re, they're now re-emerging through the survivors. And now because they've gone through what they've gone through, re-emerging through the survivors, now they're coming out the other end in a much more rectified way. An example of this, even with Mitzrayim, right? So it's well known that the Chamushim Olo Bnei Yisrael right? Only, four fifth, or only, uh, only a fifth came out of Mitzrayim. Four fifths were destroyed. So that's like, and we're so, and Pesach night, we're all the Simcha, we're leaning, it's Manash Kevaldik. That, that's, that's worse than the Holocaust. A fifth, four fifths died. It's Manash terrible. The answer is, and, and why would the Pasuk, the Chamush, it like stresses that, Mamish, like in Parsha B'Shalach, as you're getting revved up for Kriyas Yamsef, like, oh, and by the way, four-fifths didn't make it. Like, the answer is, it's true, Taka, four-fifths didn't make it, but those Neshamas were not lost. Whatever, it's a complicated sugya with those four-fifths, but whatever aspect of those four-fifths was bonafide Nishmas Yisrael, weren't lost. They they were they reemerged on the scene of the Jewish people through the one fifth that made it out. And this is the site, says the Ramak, of the Rabbanishon being Mashatef, Midas Adin with Mitzrachmim. That even when there is a destruction, and even when ninety-nine percent Khasashalm were Yidin that seem to be lost, those Nishamas cannot be lost. They will find their way, they will find their tikkun through the surviving Sadiqan. So, so, uh, but this is the chiddush d'armak twofold. First of all, the the chiddush is that there is such a that, that there's no such thing as a neshama being lost because even from the concept of Gilgal, you could say, okay, fine, you have a, a, you have a few shots, you know, you have a couple shots, but after that, like, listen, finished. I mean, he's saying so, never. He say it's not possible. It's not right. It's not possible. The neshamas will always be. Re, they will always reemerge through the tzaddikim. The tzaddikim that remain behind, that taka, are worthy of surviving, will be the vehicle through which all the neshamas are reemerged in the world in a in a in a in a in a, in a more perfected state. That's chiddush number one. Chiddush number two is that's why they, the, the 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 survivors will have so much atzlacha because they have thousands and millions of neshamis sort of uh, emerging there through them. Yeah, there's other. That's for sure. Even if, if there's other ways for the tikkun to take place, for sure, for sure. So he, so it's Yitzis Mitzrayim on Torah. That's when this transition take, took place. In other words, that's when. That we'll see soon with Rishon Baruchayis in particular, but that's when this klal of of Shidif, of, of this unity between Shidzirach Mitzrach and Sadin sort of becomes more pronounced. This is why, by the way, um, we're called Bnei Yisrael, right? Like, why are we called Bnei Yisrael? We're Bnei Avram and Yitzchak just as much, right? Why are we called Bnei Yisrael? Okay, so simple. You could say because uh, Avram Avinu had a Yishmal and so on. But Lamaisa, according to Chazal, we are the only Bnei uh, Yishmal wasn't really considered a son to Avram Avinu. Why are we called Bnei Yisrael? The answer is because this quality of, of combining chesed and, chesed and din, having a middle to combine them, which that's, that's what Yisrael is. That's the meat of Teferis. Just today was Teferis, Sheva Teferis. So this quality of there being this unity between din and rachamim, which means that everything 
despite the fact that there might be a, destru- a destruction, which is Midas Hadin, but even now which is destroyed, will it's guaranteed to find Tikkun through the surviving element, that is, a, that is a Yisrael dik equality, and that's unique to Knesset Yisrael. That's what we're called, B'nai Yisrael. And the Neshamas of Mitzrayim were included, or that only happened? So the Neshamas of Mitzrayim, those, the meaning of those four-fifths, you're saying? So there was a lot of non-Jewish Neshamas mixed in over there, but whatever Yiddish Neshamas were there, were taka, were taka there. Yeah, yeah. This, I mean, well, no, we'll, we'll, see, we'll see in a second. But this is, this is a unique, this is, this is what's called tikkun. This is what's called tikkun. Tikkun means a combination of uh, the ability to bring these two opposites of din and rachman together. Now, this is something that we find especially true during the tekufa of Sir Saimer. Now, Sir Saimer, I mentioned it, Sir Saimer is a tekufa which bridges the, the, the yontav of Pesach with the yontav of Shuvos. That means that Sfir Sanar Bechlal, this is very true in the writings of the Rashash, that Sfir Sanar Bechlal is connected with this quality of, of, of Rachmim, of Yisrael, of Teferis, of, of being able to merge Din and Rachmim together. Pesach, why? Pesach is what? Pesach is Chesed. The Rabbanishim took us out of Mitzrayim with Mamash and Active Chesed, Medal, Galaharim, the Kabbat Salakvois, the two rites that mm-hmm. Pesach is connected to, to Avram Avinu. Shavuos is what? Shavuos is when we got the Torah. What's Torah? Torah is Midas Adin. Torah means Mpiagvura, right? Shemano Naikhvilcha. Shuas means this is what you have to do, and if you don't do what you do, then this Kharvainish, that's what it is. The Yichud between Pesach and Shuas, the what bridges that gap is the Tkuf of Sir Saimer. So Shvuas in this context is connected with Yitzchak, right? That's what the Torah says. Sukkot should have been before. <coughs> no, okay, so okay, so, 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 so Yaakov is the Yaakov is the Teferis. Yaakov is the Koyach that, that allows the connection between Pesach and Shavuos. So let, 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 let's explain. This is why, with the students of Rabbi Akiva, I mentioned, all the Tamir Rabbi Akiva died, right? And so that's why we mourn them. The truth is, you have to think about this. 24,000 students of Rabbi Akiva. That's a lot of Torah. That's a lot of Vertlach. That's a lot. What, what happened? Like, where do we get? Where, where, where did the tar go? Like, where did all that tar come go to? So the truth is, it's well known. A lot of Rosh Hashivas would say, "Oh, see, see from there that if a person doesn't have good midas, then they can't be part of the Masar Satar, which is true, but not even one vart, not not mamish, not one vart. All of Tarsh Belpez, mamish, ignoring those twenty-four thousand students. More than that, if if Taka, they're not considered part of the Masar of Tyra and we don't have any tar from them, then why are we in such a state of Avelis then? I mean, usually it would make sense that we should be mourning the death of great tzaddikim that are our rabbeim. But if they're not our rabbeim, then okay. I understand it was, a, it was a tragedy, it was a huge tragedy at the time. But for all time, for us to mourn the death of people that are not really our rabbeim to begin with, because we don't have the tar from them, nor should we, it's a little bit difficult. And also the question we had is like, okay, so now, so, so now they stopped dying. They stopped dying because there was no survivors. The answer is as follows. The Chiddush, there's a reason why this tragedy took place during Sphere Simer. You see, if this tragedy took place any other time, then there, there's always that, even though I said that Klai Yisrael have this quality of B'nai Yisrael, of unifying Din and, din and Chesed. Um, but that great, it, it, listen, let's put it this way. If 24,000 Sinners of Yekiva died, and as the Gemara says, the whole world was mamish desolate of Tyra. That was like a mabel. That was like a haflaga. There was 99, like 100% of Torah was, 99% of it was completely obliterated. 
And so what the Rabbanu Shalom therefore wanted to do by Hashgacha was that that obliteration, that destruction, Shataka take place specifically during a time of the year which is shining with the light of, of being Meshatei Fmidazin with Fmidaz Arachman. And therefore, what happened with the Tamid Rabbi Kiva was the following. They died. The Torah that they taught was lost, but their Torah re-emerged through the five remaining five the Talmidim that Rabbi Kiva then taught. Those five Talmidim were not eaten. It's like, okay, you know, it's not like Rabbi Kiva said, okay, the past uh, X number of years, let's forget everything I taught. Let me just come up with new Chedushim going forward. There was no like, recordings of his previous year. You know what I'm saying? It's not like he had to come up with new stuff. The, the, what happened with those five students is that he retaught them the Torah of those first 24,000. And the Chiddush is that those five students were not like, okay, new five students, 24,000 are gone, new chapter, these are just the She'er Sapleta, and we'll rebuild just from them. No, no, no. The Rabbanishim was Meshatev Midetzidim with Mizrachim. The whole Tukuf of Sir Saimer is a sheet of, of Pesach and Shavuos, of sheet of Midetzidim with Mizrachim, which means that those five students were not standing on their own. Through them were emerging a rectified 24,000 students of Rikiva. Through those five students that, that Rabikiva established, we can then use them as a prism to look back at the 24,000 students and say, oh, they taka are Arabeim. Because those 24,000 students re-emerged, their neshamas re-emerged in a more rectified way through those five later students. And those five later students, can, using them, now we can say to, on the, on the Rebbeim, on, on the 24,000 students, that the Taka are Rebbeim. And all the Torah that we have, even though the names that we attribute the Torah to is Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yaisi, Rabbi Lazar, and so on, but the Torahs that they were saying, they were not just said, it wasn't just Rabbi Yaisi talking, it was 24,000 students of Rabbi Kiva speaking through his lips. And so this is why we're celebrating Lag Baimer. The celebration of Lag Baimer is because they stopped dying. When we stopped dying, there was... They, they all died. The answer is no, no, no. The deeper meaning of that is that Lag Baimer is a day where the, the Rabbi Kiva gave smicha to the other five, which means that the 24,000 students, Taka, survived. And that's what we're being misimcha. They stopped dying. In other words, their death was not lo'elon vo'ad. Their death was not eternal. It wasn't a destruction like Mabel and Daraflaga. It, it, it was a destruction like the four-fifths of Mitzrayim, where even those four-fifths, again, whatever chalik of them, emer- is, is emerging out of the remaining. This is why, as I mentioned, this is why the, the, uh, the, this Tukufa is shining with the Yudgim Yitzharachimim. Why, what, what are the Yudgim Yitzharachimim? Well, the Yudgim Yitzharachimim are a sheet of a combination of Dinah what, what, what does it mean? It means, the, the Gemara says, right, the, the Rabbanu Shalom told Moshe Rabbeinu that when the Jewish people are in a bad state and things are going way off course, then Yasulufana Kisedra Azad, you know, say these, uh, say these 13 words, and it'll be okay. So, so first of all, that's unbelievable chesed, right? Just say these 13 words, and automatically there's a tikkun that takes place. But if the Rabbanu Shalom is being so kind with that, then guess what? Be even more kind than just do it on your own, right? We have to even say these 13 words. But the answer is, the whole inyan of Yudim Zerachimim is, is a sheet of, of Midas HaChesed and Midas HaDen. You have to do something. But whatever it is that you do, it'll give you a small thing. But in that small thing, I'm going to show, shower you with chesed. And that's exactly this, this Indian. Therefore, Davka, during Sphira, which is a bridge between Pesach and Shavuos, which is a time of where the Tamid Rabbi Kiva died, but they, they died in such a way that guarantees their tikkun through the five remaining students, that's also there for the Tkufa, which is shining with the Yudgim Zerachman. 
Exactly. So this, that's exactly what we're doing. By not shaving, and let's, let's put it this way, by not shaving and not taking a haircut, which means that we're looking at the 24,000 servants of Yekiva as our rebellion, and that's why we're mourning their death. Well, by us considering them our rebellion, it means that we're saying that, there's, that no neshamas are ever destroyed, and every neshama will find its tikkun. Even if it means you know, going through what it goes through and re-emerging uh, through the, the remaining tzaddikim, like the five students that remain behind, that, that, you know, that Rabbi Kiva then uh, re-established, the, 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 the Avelus itself is, is an expression of the Yudimus Rachman. Again, we start with the question, the nigla of why we don't shave is Avelus. The nister is Midas Rachman. What's the connection between the two? Well, that, that's the answer. By us mourning them, what we're saying is, is that even after they were killed, they, they were not completely destroyed. They were just, uh, this was just a, a, a catharsis that they had to go through, their personal Mitzrayim, that they had to go through in order to find a tikkun through the Tamidim, through the five remaining students. This is why, this is also connected with, the, with, with Rav Shimon in particular. Now, this is where the light of Rav Shimon takes this to the next level. Until now, what we've had is, okay, fine, there's Amid Sadin, 24,000 have to be destroyed. Okay, that's Din. Chesed is, Amid Chesed says, okay, you know what, they have to be destroyed, but they'll find a tikkun through the five tzaddikim of the Talmud Rabbi Kiva, the next five students. Comes Rav Shimon, and Rav Shimon is mamtik, Rav Shimon sweetens that Din even more. Rishimin in the Zara Kodesh says, Besefrida, right, with my book, the Zara Kodesh, Yafkim in Galusa be Rachmi, be Rachmi. The whole Indian Rishimin is what? Rishimin said before he began teaching real Pneumus Atayra, Rishimin said, On Mosai, how long are we going to stand on one foot? It's time for us to stand on two feet. What does that mean? One foot means either Chesed or Din. Shimon began his Torah by stressing this point that everything I'm saying is what all of my Torah says of Shimon is what is to try to enhance this kayach in, in the world which is to be mamtik dinim not to take away me this din but that the din should be sweetened and sweetened and sweetened add more sugar to it not to take away the bitterness but that the bitterness should be should be somehow that, 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 that it should be part of the sweetness now this already happened Right with with this mitzias of the Tamidi Rabbi Kiva finding their tikkun through the remaining five, but then comes Rav Shimon and his mom to get even more. Um, Rav Shimon, you know, there, there's no there's no person in all of in all of our history really that's more celebrated just as a person than Rav Shimon, right? There's like, even Moshe Rabbeinu, we, such a thing of like having a whole uh, pizma in bar yechai like mamish like talking about him as a person, unbelievable. Like the end of tzaddik, like in the Zar Kodesh, there's mamish. The Zohar says shocking statements. The Zohar says, uh, um, you know, we can't be other regular, but there's no base in English. To be Leroy says, Pnei Adon Hashem, to see the face of God. So says the Zohar Kaddish, it's not true. Man Pnei Adon Hashem, what is the face of God? Darashbi, it's Rishem Barichai. Rishem Barichai. In the Zohar Kaddish, story after story after story of, the, of, 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 of his colleagues, in the, people in the Gemara that are fighting with him about everything and that don't give in at all. Right, mamish other tanaim, but in the zar kodesh, they're mamish kissing his feet, kissing the the, the, the feet that he the, the the dirt that he walked on when he was nifter. They're they're inconsolable. There's this unbelievable uh, focus on his batlus on bittel to tzaddik. There's no there's no other yontif which is more focused on bittel to tzaddik than lag Vaimer. Why is that? The answer is because the hamtaka the 
the sweetening, you could sweeten this din, this Indian of, of Mitzrachas Mitzrachmem, that the 99% survive through the 1%. You could be mom taking even more. There is such a thing that a person can see themselves as being reincarnated through a tzaddik even while you're still alive. Why? What's this Indian of being mavata yourself to a tzaddik? The, right, the, to be mavata yourself to a tzaddik, the Rav Shimon is mechadishtas, that through his badlus to a tzaddik, you, you don't have, the person doesn't have, you don't have to go through the death of the 24,000 to then re-emerge in the five tzaddikim. Even while you're still alive, if you're mavatal, you're machnia, you're, you see yourself as, as a piece of that tzaddik yisad oilam, then the Rabbani Shalom will look at it as if you've been re-emerged as, an, as a limb of that tzaddik. That's the light of Reb Shimon. The light of Reb Shimon is a light of being mamtik dinim to such a degree that it doesn't even, it's not even recognizable anymore that there's a midas din. And yet, it, and yet the din is being fulfilled. When a, so let's put it this way. If those 24,000 students, if those 24,000 students would have been mavatal themselves completely to the, to, the, to the tzaddik, if they would have been mavatal themselves completely to the tzaddik, then they wouldn't have had to go through the physical destruction and reincarnation through the tzaddik. They would have, that, that, that would have spiritually have happened already. I mean, this is a deeper meaning of Shalinogu Kovet Zebiz, they didn't treat each other with a proper respect. Like, so everyone asks, what does that mean? They didn't treat each other properly? Of course they treated each other properly, but they treated each other as it's befitting students of Yakiva. The mistake was, is that if they, if, I have to be careful how to say this, if they would have perfected this quality of the mavatal themselves to the tzaddik, then when they would have looked at their colleagues, they would have just seen a piece of Rabbi Kiva himself. And they would have honored their friend, not as befitting a student of Rabbi Kiva. They would have honored their friend as befitting Rabbi Kiva himself. So the fact that Shleinogu covered Zebeza means that they were, not, they were missing in that level of complete his badlus to the tzaddik. And because of that, so their ability to re-emerge as part of the tzaddik had to go through, it had to take place in a physical way. But the light of Rav Shimon, Rav Shimon then comes and says, no, 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 there's such an inyan, I'm going to be mechazik this inyan of his badlus to a tzaddik, that's what Lagbaimer is about, and because of that, you will, the world will now be able to be misgalgal, a person will be able to re, be reincarnated in their own lifetime. That in their own lifetime, they'll be able to, to redefine themselves as being a limb of that tzaddik. This is what you find. I mean, today, you know, tonight's Shaila's Yartzai, right? So, it's, it's an amazing thing. There's no, we, we have a lot of, maybe there's varts of I don't know. There's not much tire about Rabshayla. And like all of a sudden, out of nowhere, a bunch of years ago, if you were Hungarian and you were a Samarchasset, so you heard Rabshayla. But if you weren't, then I don't know, you probably never heard of him more than a few years ago. But, there, but there's an unbelievable hasbatlus to tzaddikim like this. The reason why that's so unbelievably powerful is because through being mavatal yourself to a tzaddik, then you are literally allowing yourself to become reborn without going through the, the, the challenge and the upheaval of literally having to be reborn. I mean, that process of the 24,000 students re-emerging in a perfected state through the five remaining students of Yakiva, it doesn't have to be that traumatic now that you have Rav Shem now that you have Rishim Baichai who teaches the world this sugya of bittel to a tzaddik, which is like I said, what all the Zara Kaddish is, is, is mamish, uh, throughout the, every tire of the Zayar is, 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 starts with uh, them kissing his toes. 
And so the whole, the whole Indian of Rav Shimon is to teach the world to, to and have panemistic eyes. And in the it's not like this in chitzainius in superficiality in a physical in in a, in, a, in a superficial way of thinking of things like what does that mean I'm part of the tzaddik I am I the tzaddik's over there we you know we're, we're two separate people the eyes but Shimon gives us panemius and Shimon gives us an inner way an inner an inward way of looking at reality and that in inward way of looking at reality you can see yourself as a piece of that collective tzaddik and then and through that. The the the, the, the Rebbeinu with Mitzadin. The Rebbeinu will consider it as if your mom is reborn, and you could mamish become reborn through your hisbatlus to the tzaddik. That's the simcha of Lag Baimer. So these three simchas of the 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 Rebbeinu will stop dying, the smicha of the five students, and the hilulah of Shimon. It's all one yisait. The yisait is that that which is destroyed is not destroyed forever. That which is destroyed finds its tikkun through the tzaddik. And whether it, if, whether it be in a physical way, mamish, a destruction and reincarnation, or with the Ilula of Shimon, the Simcha is even more great because it doesn't have to be in a physical way. This is why, going back, this is why if you can't go to Miron, you go to Shimon Tzadik. Why? As I said, Shimon Tzadik, Shimon Tzadik lived during the second Beis Hamikdash, which is a time of Minas Hadin. See, the first Beis Hamikdash was a time of Chesed, Ha'ara. It was Avram Avinu. The second Beis Hamikdash was Yitzchak Avinu, but Shimnat Sadik lived during the second Beis Hamikdash. But in his reign, during his Malchus, so to speak, under his leadership, there was a taste of first Beis Hamikdash. Shimnat Sadik, the, the the Nisim that usually were not commonplace in the in the second, but were commonplace in the first, reemerged in the second during his during his reign. Shimnat Sadik means the Yichud between yeah. right, exactly. Yeah. He's the Yaakov. He's he merges, He bridges the two. This is why. This is why Shimonat Sadik had such a sensitivity to a Nazir becoming Tameh and possibly regretting his Naziris. Why? When a Nazir becomes Tameh, why is he regretting his Naziris? Because he's saying those, that first month and a half, fallen, lost, waste of time. I have to now restart. It's like the 24,000 students dying. And now that's fallen. No, I, I, no I, and now start again. Day one, day two, day three, just start again. Shimonat Sadik was so bothered by that because Shimonat Sadik understood the deeper, deeper secret, which is, I talked about this one time by Sefer Mitzvah Shir, that the deeper secret of, of another becoming Tameh is Hayomim HaRishonim Yiplu. Those first days, even though he does have to restart and he starts counting again, but the, 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 the Shimonat Sadik, he didn't want a Nazir to feel that those first days are lost. Those first days are not lost. They, are, they reemerge in the final days. And when the Nazir eventually makes his way to the finish line of completing his Naziris, he should look back, even the first days, as being part of his Naziris. Even though physically it might feel, he might be frustrated, like, you know, there's ways to ask to start over again. But those days, I guess it's a whole sugi by itself, but those days, have the, you have to look at them as time, which is then reincarnated in the next period, which, which does work out. And so this is why Shimon Tzadik was so sensitive to another making that so subtle mistake. Right, because he, he understood the secret of Gilgal, the secret of that, that there's nothing, there's no such thing as a waste, there's no such thing as destroyed. Neshamas aren't destroyed, time isn't destroyed. Everything finds its teak and everything finds its way back. And when, when the Nazar stands up and starts recounting, the energy that he has are not just day one, day two. He's carrying with him all those fallen days. Just like the Tanir Rebbe Kiva, those fallen students reemerge in the final five. 
those fallen days reemerge in the final days that the Nazar stands up. This is also why, going back, also I mentioned his his ability to to incorporate even foreign elements within Knesset Yisrael. Right, Alexander, the name Alexander, his connection with that. The Inyav Shemnat Tzaddik is this quality of being able to look at something and say, you know what, the, the, the ability of taking something from the outside and saying, okay, it's not just obliterated and finished, burn it to the ground, start fresh. No, no, no. When you start fresh, there's a, there's a, there, there's a concept of Gilgal, there's a concept of that which, is, that which looks like a waste, that which looks like Michutz even that which is Michutz Lamachna can be incorporated within the Machna itself. Even those those yidden, those neshamis, even uh, even names, even uh, even uh, you know Alexander Muktam, even Alexander Muktam, huh? Even the Nitzatzes Dumas, exactly. So he could he could find their way. He could find their tikkun back. This is what's going on. So this is the this is the this is the Let's go back to to ER. So I mentioned ER is a month that's mesugal for Rafuas. Why? <clears throat> the answer is is because the Rizal says in the, the Kavanas of Asher Yatzar, which is what you say. You know, after you go to the bathroom and everything's working well, so the end of the bracha is roi feichel basar umafulases. The Rizal said that the words roi feichel basar, the kavan is the following: basar is red, right? Flesh is red. That means bin sadin. Roi feichel basar said the Rizal. The secret of refua is the balance and the and the and the fusion between the redness of the basar and the refua means the 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 softening of that, the the lightening of that, the chesed. Merging with the Midas Adin. And then the bracha continues, And how does this kayach come from? This, this kayach of merging uh, chesed and din, which is what refuah is. By the way, this is something that, that the, the Rishonim already say, the Ramam talks about this. The Ramam says that all sickness comes because of an imbalance in the body. But as long as everything is balanced, all energies and all different qualities are working together in symmetry, that's called health. And everything is working. Everything is everything is balanced, and there's and there's a mizug. There's a combination. There's a the, the, the redness of the flesh is softened with the uh, with uh, with the chesed that the Rebbeinu Shalom is bringing to the to the flesh. This comes mafli is because of this higher kayach of midasarachem The word mafli pella is the Rizal says is associated with midasarachem, and so that's what's going on. The roifichal basar mafli lasas. Roifichal basar means a mizug combination of chesed and din. And this itself is an expression of mafilasis of the Yirigam Mitzrachman. And that's exactly what the month of Vir is. The month of Vir, which is a month of Svir Saimer, that's Mamshta Tukufa of Amizag, of Chesed and Rachman. So uh, the, 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 what's the halacha mice of all of this? No, the halacha mice of all of this is that this Tukufa is a Tukufa of obviously. And the deeper, the deeper meaning of that is, is to look at another yid and to look at yourself, that there's nothing that's cut away, waste of time, fafalin, just restart, you know, that was, you know, the Rabbanu Shalom just messed up with that guy. Like, it doesn't work like that. The Avodah Yisrael is that everything finds, everything has a tikkun, whether it be yidin, whether it be part of yourself, everything finds, everything has a tikkun, it has to be worked through, it has to be worked through. But everything has a tikkun, and you could especially even, even within yourself, you can mamish 
re-emerge as a new person through this kaiach of his badlis to a tzaddik. No, Hashem should help us. We should talk to be to be mazik and to, to soften all dinim with midzah chesed. And we should talk to see a gula, berachmim, with chesadim, and the schuss of Rabbi Shimon, and the schuss of all the tzaddikim, 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 and the schu